Angela Yee and Charlemagne the God. The Breakfast Club, bitches. The voice of the culture. People watch The Breakfast Club for like news and really be tuned in. It's one of my favorite shows to do just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. They might not watch the news, but they're on Twitter, they're on Facebook, they're, you know, they're listening to The Breakfast, the Breakfast Club. Get your ass up. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, TJ Envy. Charlamagne the God. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day. Yes, it's Wednesday, Hump Day, middle of the week. It is, man. I need to tell the the writers of Blackish to stop playing with my emotions, man. What happened? Oh, if you ain't been watching Black History, you don't know. But uh, Bo and Dre have been going through it. Look like they about to get a divorce. No. no. That's not what I watch Black History for. But that's real life, and maybe they'll work through it. That ain't no goddamn real life. It's Listen, TV. it is. It's real life. It's television. That's they the want whole people point. to be able to relate. I don't want to relate. I want Bo and Dre to have a nice, happy family. You know, I want the kids to continue to grow up and go to college the way the oldest daughter did. I don't watch Black History to be sad. What other? Goodness, do you, what percentage of relationships do you think... People, the, people who are married never ever think about getting a divorce. On TV, all of them. In no. real life, though. It's not real life, though. It's TV. I'm, that's a that's the whole point. Television is supposed to be an escape from real life. I think in, in all relationships, I would say about 90% of them, you know, they get to that point somehow, some way. But it most, still is work. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, any marriage is work continuously. And sometimes it's even better once y'all work through those really difficult times. Okay. Absolutely. Maybe they'll come back even stronger. I was talking about blackish. Y'all start talking about real life. Y'all want to fix people's life. Speaking of well, that, you just wanted to get, Iyanla Von Zant will be here this morning. Yes, she will. Yes. Uh, how do you pronounce her name again? Iyanla Von Zant. Iyanla. That's Yanla. Right. Yes, you did good. And Yanla Vonzon. Oh, Lord. Well, she'll be here. You know what I'm talking about. Fix your life. We'll He's lay. still going to mess it up. I'm definitely going to mess it up. So she'll be joining us this morning. So she'll be fixing people's lives this morning. Oh, man. Um, congratulations to the mayor of Newark, Ross Baraka. Oh, he you won? won? He won yes, yesterday. He won. he won by a landslide. I think it was by like 77%. I liked his opponent, though. Mm-hmm. I think, and you Even know what? And let's keep it real. Right a lot now. of times people... Mm-hmm run and this was her first time running for mayor just to get their message out there as well so yeah i'm sure that's important too sometimes people don't even run and and i'm not talking about her but in general right, they right, run right. because they are still trying to spread a message i was in gail washington dc yesterday yes her name is gail jenkins yes i thought her last name was something a little complicated more complicated it's than jenkins. Phil jenkins. Phil jenkins. Phil jenkins okay mm-hmm. look to gail jenkins though mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, I was in D.C. yesterday. I did the um, State of Black America, so that's going to be on TV One. Uh, when does that come on? I don't think it comes on for a while, yeah. like a month. Okay. But yes, so yeah, shout out to everybody that participated in that. I got to meet um, Ben Crump, who was Trayvon Martin's lawyer, um, and that was he had some very interesting things to say, so hopefully one day he'll come up here as well. Okay. All right, well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Uh, let's talk about Donald Trump and this Iran decision and what that means for us and the prices of oil and gas. I be trying to ignore him, but it don't work. He always It's going to affect your everyday his life. Name, his <laughs> name always comes up. I be trying. Like, you know, they say ignore Kanye. I try to ignore Trump. It just just because you ignore a problem doesn't mean it's going to go away. Yeah, I guess you're right. Would you ignore your chlamydia? No, you'd go to the doctor and treat it. 
So uh, can, you, can you treat Donald yes. Trump? You go yeah, these, how do you treat Donald you, Trump? You go on these streets every day and you do things like teach people to empower themselves. You mm. teach people that, for me anyway, you know, government, F government, you got to politic yourself. That's what I do. You know what I mean? Treat your own problems. Mm. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news is next. is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get some front page news. Uh, the Houston Rockets beat the Jazz 112-102. Rockets win the Series 4-1. Golden State Warriors beat the Pelicans last night 113-104. Warriors okay, so setting up, win that series in, setting up that inevitable Houston Rockets, Golden State Warriors, Western Conference Final Series, which will probably end up being the... Uh, NBA champion, whoever wins that series. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's, it'll be a great game, but LeBron's been playing some ball recently. Definitely Listen, been playing some I thought ball. About, I thought about this last week for a brief second. I said, What's man, that? LeBron is balling. 40 a game? Cleveland could win it all, but could. Cleveland can't beat Houston or Golden State in seven games. No, I don't they, know. They couldn't beat Golden State in seven games last year with Kyrie. People didn't think that they would beat the, the Raptors. Not, they didn't not, think they would beat the Pacers. Yeah, a lot of people said that. Man, stop it, man. The Raptors and Pacers are nowhere near the level of the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors. I'm saying, but they said that LeBron wouldn't be able to beat those two teams, and he he swept the, the, the Raptors like it was no problem. Listen, the, the, the NBA champion will come out of the West. Okay. Okay. We'll see. You can bet your whole fleet of cards on it. Don't, All right? <laughs> don't, don't okay. doubt the king. Stop it, man. Stop. All right. Well, let's talk uh, about Donald Trump, your president. Yes, Donald Trump said yesterday that he would exit the Iran nuclear deal and impose powerful sanctions on Iran, so right now, and energy industry insiders are saying that that will keep oil and gasoline prices higher than they would otherwise be, and we have to figure out where we will make up those shortages. Also, will this make tensions in the Middle East rise even further now that the U.S. is leaving the Iran deal? Those are some concerns that the United States has now. He got to do something about these gas prices. Now, these gas prices are ridiculous. I, you know, I'm... I only put $40 in my car. I, ain't, I don't know why, no matter what no I matter do, what? I put $40. But usually $40 will last me about four days, five days. Now it's lasting me about a day and a half. How my y'all car's go, not here right now. you talking about a, a, popular, a, a nuclear problem, the gas? Well, because we get our, our oil from Iran. That's what thought, a lot of people are I thought are pulling out of about. Iran was going to be a problem because they got they got potential nuclear weapons. Well, we are, we have a deal with them right now, that, and they do have nuclear weapons. And so I guess... Um, and he didn't want them to have the deadliest weapons on Earth because they chant things like death to America. What they got to do with gas? But, but they, they also have gas. So we also get gas from them as well. Yeah. Oh. That's what we get. I'd rather have fifth high gas prices than get bombed gas. by a nuclear weapon. <laughs> of oil. I don't want neither. Uh, oil. Well, who wants to make a decision? I, I don't can, want neither. I, I don't can, want high gas prices. I deal with high gas prices. And I don't want to get nuked either. I don't want either. But there are some sanctions on those we- on those nuclear weapons. That's what the issue is. And so we pulled out of that deal. All right. What else are we talking about from Pages? Uh, let's talk about Google. They have unveiled the new Android P features, Google Assistant updates, and more things. So they have an overhauled news app now and features that help you use your phone less and a new Google Assistant voice option, including a voice option with John Legend's voice. Check it out. Couscous, a type of North African semolina and granules made from crushed durum wheat. Happy birthday to the person whose birthday it is. Happy birthday to you. John Legend. He would probably tell you he don't want to brag, but he'll be the best assistant you ever had. Get your money, black man. Get your money. <laughs> get your money, black man. Get your money. <laughs> My and, goodness. Yeah, it's cute. They also have an optional Google Assistant feature that will reward polite kids with replies like, thanks for saying please. What a nice way to ask me. And you're very polite. <laughs> All right. 
I like the, the, the I don't want no birthday wish that goes happy birthday to, to the person it is. is. Yeah. Happy birthday to you, nigga. All right. <laughs> Goodness gracious. All right. And that's front page news. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, a bad morning. Mm-hmm. Whatever it may be, get it off your chest. Phone lines are wide open. Hit us up right now. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Get it. Pick up the mother, mother phone and dial. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. Hello, who's this? Good morning, this is Shonda. Hey, Shonda, what's Good up, Good morning, Shonda. Get it off your chest. I actually, uh, on Instagram, on y'all DM, I DM every last one of y'all, including the Breakfast Club page, because I need you guys to contribute to my GoFundMe. Oh, I was please. listening to a, one girl with a go, GoFundMe talking about her truck, and I'm like, I have a real issue. Like, my issue is really big, and I need you guys to... What's your issue, boo? What's your issue so I can uh, probably... Well, t- I, I had a house fire, and I lost everything, like the, the, the entire house, uh, everything. Like, I was at work, my kids were at school, so actually, we were we survived. You ain't so, lose everything. Yeah. You know how I know you ain't lose everything? How? Because you're calling us on the phone. Well, come on, you know what you meant. No, I don't. Where you from? I'm from North Carolina. North Carolina, okay. Can you prove really? that you lost everything? How can you prove you lost everything? What do you want me to do? I don't well, know. When did this happen, I, Mama? I have, I have my Red Cross documents. I have... When did this happen? On, on my Instagram showing that I lost everything, so... When did this I happen, Mama? Funny, uh, it actually happened April the 11th. April 11th. How much money are you trying to raise? I, I spent 5000 but it doesn't really matter. I just, you know, need help. Well, I'm really sorry to hear that happen to you. That's tragic. Thank you. Thank you. Like I said, like I said, everybody, because I do a lot in in my community here. And, you know, I have people help out. But, you know, people, if they can't, they can't. You know, and I don't try to. I'll put a little change in your GoFundMe. She wants to put the word out. It took me me like three days to even post a GoFundMe. I had people saying, Shonda, like, you help people all the time, so go ahead and do it. So it took me three days to actually make your GoFundMe. And what what part of North Carolina, Mama? Fayetteville. Fayetteville. Well, send me the link mm-hmm. on Twitter. It's better. I, I don't check my DMs yeah, on Twitter's Instagram. Yeah, Twitter's a lot easier for us Tweet to it to me, at C to God, C-T-H-A-G-O-D. Okay. I'll put a little change okay, in there. All right. Thank you, guys. All right, boo. Was it, this the one where it says the couple's dream home was was uh, taken down? It was firefighters on the scene all night long? It happened at 11.35 in the morning? On a no, Monday? No, that wasn't, that wasn't me. Oh, oh, that's a different one. Well, that was another one that happened <laughs> Well, a tweet it to after. us. We'll oh, yeah, take a look at us. it. All right, mama. Okay, thank you. Hello, who's this? This is a little dope. All right, little little dope. dope. Get it off your chest, little dope. Yeah, I want to get off my chest, man. I'm really happy, man. I'm blessed. I got a whole family and everything. We all happy. You know, I got a job and everything. You You don't sound too happy, bro. bro. You got a whole family. Not a half a family. Whole family. I ain't mad at you, bro. Everybody, you know? Okay. You don't sound yeah. too happy, like yeah, Sean. Yeah, why do you said. sound like that? Oh, that's how I sound. I'm, I just woke up, so you know, I, and I'm really happy because I'm on the radio. I've been calling you guys, and I never get through. So, all right, I, you sound I, a little happier really now. Happy. You sound a little happier now. Where are you from? You sound Geechee. You're definitely I'm not Geechee. No, you're from Florida. Well, we got no. It's a lot of Geechees in Florida, though. Hey, Charlie, Charlie, man, I love you, man. I love you. I love what you're doing, bro. Wow. I love you too, my brother. There I thank you, you, man. Appreciate there you, man. You Appreciate you, you for like having no right taste, up. man. There's some positive. All the craziest go. people in the world come from Florida. That's why they love me. Hello, who's this? Hey, God is good all the time, man. Hey, Porta Potty guy. What's up, bro? Hey, I'm good, man. How you guys doing, man? I'm blessed, man. Charlamagne, what's up? I'm blessed, black, and highly favored. What's happening, hey, sir? you know what? I'm kind of upset at you guys, man. Oh, oh boy. Why are you upset now? Yeah, I'm listening to the radio last week. And Charlamagne on his way to Starbucks? 
I did not go to Starbucks. I asked the question. I said, can I go to Starbucks now since that they, since some young men got their money? And then I was pushing the issue, like, what about the, the African-American people that work at Starbucks that go to school and trying to, you know what I mean, provide for their family? Like, why should I stop supporting them? Because of the incident that went down. So I was kind of mad at you guys that y'all guys push, pushing Starbucks now, man. Who is you guys? Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. I asked a question. I don't even go to Starbucks ever. I, asked a, I, asked I don't a, even drink coffee. I asked a question. I said, can I go to Starbucks now since the two young men got their money? That's what yes, a you can. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for answering. And then sir. Envy. I'm kind of emotional too, brother. Stop hanging up the phone on me. Let me get out my Hang point. up on him right now, Envy. Hang. I, I don't hang up on him. Hang up. I don't hang up on him. Oops, I hung up on him. That was an accident. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I ain't mean to hang up on him. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Lewis. Hey, Lewis, get it off your chest. Oh, man, y'all need to talk about this homeless problem in Charlotte, North Carolina, man. Uh, me and my wife just recently became homeless. We both got jobs, making over $12 an hour, man, and they're just not doing nothing to help, the, you know, the families in Charlotte, North Carolina, even though they got all these, you know, they're putting up all these $1,000 apartment homes and stuff like that. There's no resources no more, man. Are you homeless, but you got a job? But, brother, that's what I'm trying to figure out, man. We got put out because, you know, we didn't really get put out. There was a fight in my neighborhood, in my apartment complex. Dudes jumped on me and my mom, my brother. Wow. We had to move out, man. It was like a, a quick thing, you know what I'm saying, for our safety purposes. And now, you know what I'm saying, it just, it, it's, it's hard to find a place, man, that's, you know, reasonable. Everything, like a one-bedroom apartment in Charlotte is $900, man. I was paying $450 in my two-bedroom uh, duplex. Oh, okay. So, oh, so basically they, they have places available, but you just can't afford it. Yeah, not not right now. Especially, you know what I'm saying? If I would have had like 30 days, you know, notice to be able to move, save up a little bit of money. My brother, it so quick. I just want to say that's not a homeless problem, sir. <laughs> you just you just can't afford a place you to You haven't stay. found a place that you, like, you can afford yet. Yeah, there's really people out here that's homeless that can't even afford they can't anything. Afford it. Man, he's, yeah, he's stressed out right now, though. That's stressful. Yeah, I mean, especially having a ten year old son, you know, we 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 trying to stay holding room to room, stepping our car a few days. Yeah, man. that's it's, not easy. Well, I'm saying you just got to keep searching, man. I love Charlotte. Charlotte's a, a, a big city. I'm sure you'll find something you can afford between you and your wife, making twelve dollars yeah, an hour. Good luck, brother. Hello, who's this? Hey, DJ Envy, this is Rachel from South Carolina. Hey, Rachel. Get Rachel, chest, what's happening? What's up, Charlemagne? How are you? Good. Hey, ye. Hey, good morning. I was calling because um, I've been dating a guy since January, and we've talked about commitment, but he just don't seem like he wants to commit to me, and I don't really know why. He don't want to commit to you, boo? Why not? Well, what is his explanation? Yeah, I don't know. What does he say know. when you ask him? Well, he just said that, um, that he's kind of... He don't want to rush nothing, and he's kind of comfortable right now, um, and he don't want to mess it up by, you know... Uh, putting a title on putting it? Putting a label on it. Putting oh, a label my gosh. On it, yeah. That is the oldest line in the book. Is he seeing other... <laughs> is he still seeing other people? I, I don't think so. Like, we spend a lot of time together. You don't think so, but you don't know. Between us. So he wants right, to keep his know. options open, basically. Right. Well, so should you, then. I mean, I kind of am, because he hasn't given me the okay that we're going to commit to each other, so... Listen, you know. here's the thing. If you guys are both okay with not being committed, that's fine. But if you want more from somebody and you're wasting your time, 
then it's up to you. He's told you what it is. He doesn't want to be in a committed relationship with you. If you choose to stay, that's on you. Right. I'm going to be okay. honest with you, boo. I would suggest that you don't go around giving that subpar fellatio oh, because boy. that subpar <laughs> fellatio is the reason he don't want to commit. So don't go around, you know, just spreading that subpar yeah. fellatio yeah. off yeah. to South Carolina, the Rachel. Tell him that. Rachel, don't go, sp- don't go spreading that subpar fellatio through South Tell Carolina. Tell him you get now. the job done, mama. <laughs> <laughs> what part of South Carolina are you from? You sound like an upstate uh, woman. Camden. Camden? Oh, okay. That's near Columbia. Salute to the 803. All right, uh-huh. mama. All right, Charlamagne. I know you're from uh, Goose Creek. It's Mount Corner. Oh, I, close enough. I went to high school in Goose Creek for a little second, though, before I got oh, kicked yeah. out. The close second enough. high school I went to. Like, I kicked out both of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. Thank all you, right, mama. guys. Well, thanks for listening. Good luck. Thank you. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Now, we got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk about Meek Mill. He did Angie Martinez's title exclusive, One of One, and we'll tell you some things that happened. Uh, with Meek Mill yesterday. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Meek Millie. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Meek Mill sat down with Angie Martinez for her title exclusive, One of One. That's her new series that she started. I watched that yesterday. Mm-hmm. And a part of what he had to say was about his initial arrest, which was by a corrupt cop. I haven't been back to prison for a crime since I was 19. Yeah. I got found guilty of pointing a gun at it, like, in the middle of a drug raid. Like, it's 10 cops coming my way. I got found guilty of pointing a gun at two of them. I don't know if, if we did a poll here right now who would believe I pointed a gun at and you're still 10 here. cops and, and not had a single yeah. shot fired at me. Did you know back then that that cop had a history of, like, No, I didn't corruption? know he had no history. Right. I know that they knocked me out, like, four times. Mm. All right. Now, you also talked about his addiction to opi- opioids and how it all started. Remember, I was telling y'all when I started taking Vicodin, it was just because I had my wisdom teeth removed. Mm-hmm. I actually took him from a dentist one time, and I always thought that it was like if the doctor would give it to you for a toothache, it wouldn't be like that powerful. Yeah, I went to rehab in 2017 because I just wanted to clear my system. Like, I wasn't like, y'all probably seen me seven days a week. I was fully functioning off of Percocets because my body was addicted to it, not my mind was addicted to it. And, you know, I just got flushed out, got my body flushed right back to the money. So if you see me on Instagram, I was wilding and just acting crazy and doing a lot. I probably was high. And Perks was a thing in Philly, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. They had songs. Remember that song, Papa Perk? Yeah. Yeah. Perks was like Tic Tacs in Philly. All right. Now, the most important thing to him, of course, is his son as well. Now, here's what he had to say about what he told his son, because you don't want to lie to your son. Everybody was lying to my son, saying I was in school and stuff like that. I ain't really cool with, like, lying to my son. I wanted them to understand what was going on. But it was hard to explain to him that I got locked up for popping a willy because he lived in New Jersey. We got, like, a bunch of dirt bikes at the house. Mm -hmm. We ride dirt bikes on the street. And all my neighbors, they're, like, they're mixed. Some of them Asian, some of them Caucasian. They all got dirt bikes. And the police, they don't don't say anything to us. We ride it every day. And I'm like, I got locked up. I was riding a dirt bike. He's like, we ride dirt bikes every day. 
I'm not gonna front though. Meek sound very focused. He sound uh, he sound like he, he does. Got, sound like he got purpose. He does. Right. And, you know what I'm saying? And he's absolutely right. Cause I mean, my kids ride their dirt bikes all the time, their quads all the time, and and then they, and the neighbors do it all the time. We don't get in trouble. No problems with that. All right. And of course, like I said, the main thing for him is his son. Here's what he had to say about being on probation and how that affects him seeing his son. Can my son him? live across the tunnel, basically. Yeah. 10 minutes from here, Yeah. if my son, he go to after school program, he got to school like 5.30, probation closed at 4 o'clock. If I was to leave from here and go home and my son called me and said, could you pick me up from school? If it's past 4 o'clock, I got to call a probation officer, which they won't be in the office, and can't even pick my son up 10 minutes away so just what? because of a bridge. Meek better than me, boy, because when I was on probation, I was all over the place. Well, you ain't have the face he yeah, has. That's true. That's very true. I know you didn't. You know when you when you high profile, you <laughs> got mm-hmm. to check in. They be like, I see Meek. Be Can we video take a picture? There'd be all types of crazy stuff. <laughs> all right, and Meek Mill also said his fight is not finished. He actually was at the Innocence Project, which is a gala in New York City yesterday. It's an organization that works to exonerate those wrongly convicted through DNA testing, and it advocates for reform in the system to prevent future injustices. And he talked about the fact that he hasn't made any music since he came home. He said, today marks two weeks. I dedicated my two weeks to speaking out for people, for the voiceless. Meek Mill sounds very focused. He sounds like he's got purpose. But I wonder if his music is going to be scrutinized now. Meaning no. that if he comes out with a record and it's got a street vibe to it and he's talking about some street stuff yeah. and not some socially conscious political message, will people yeah, be cause, upset? Because we both. believe him. Meek is definitely, he can talk that street-ish because he's lived it and he knows it. Absolutely. I just wonder. And he did I, it on 92, what, 1942 floors, I think it was. He did the same thing. He was conscious and it was street. Yeah, he's, al- he's always had a consciousness in his music, but I just wonder, like, will people be scrutinizing his music nah, or not? I don't all right, so. well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, Ilana Vanzant. Ianla. Oh, my gosh. Ianla Vanzant. You better get her name right before <laughs> she gets in here. Evan said her name like eight different times. All right, <laughs> eight beloved. Ways. All right. Okay, beloved. I-, I bet you won't get her name wrong in her face, beloved. We'll talk to her when we come back. Keep it not. locked. Say it again. Ilana. Ilana. Elaine. Just say Elaine. Elaine? Elaine Vincent. Just say that. Elaine, Elaine Vincent, Vincent will be joining us when we come back. It's The My Breakfast goodness. Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. I can't wait for him to attempt uh, that's this That's what name. I was waiting for. I'm, I'm just sitting, I'm just sitting, sitting back waiting. Ayana Von Zana. Oh, no. no. You got an L also. I thought the L was, I don't know. All right, so let's try this again. Ayana. Iyana Vanzant. Iyanla. Yes, beloved. Okay, no, I got it. I no, no, no. You no. said Iyana. It's Iyanla. 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 Can you say that? Iyanla. Just say Miss Vanzant. Miss Vanzant. But that makes me sound so old. That's respect, though. It is respect. It's just because he can't pronounce it. Call me Ia. That's respect. All right. Ia. 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 Well, welcome, Ia. Good morning, Ia. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> now, w- w- I got so many questions. When did, when did people first start coming to you for advice? Like, at what oh point in your life? Uh, I was a criminal defense attorney, so they would come into me for advice for a long time. Okay. Just in a whole nother realm. Um, about 35 years ago. So, like, when you were in school, like, you weren't the go-to person, oh, like, in no. high school, middle no, school? No, 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 like not at okay, all. Okay, okay. You know, what's interesting, you've had your own struggles that led you to this path. So, and I don't know that everybody knows things that you've gone through in yeah, your let's own talk personal the beginning. life. Really? People yes, go, they want to know. From Brooklyn, how? Everybody, <laughs> everybody know your business in Brooklyn. What part of Brooklyn? Oh, Crown Heights, oh, Bed-Stuy, okay. Canarsie. Mm-hmm. I grew up in what many of... Of New Yorkers' experience, you know, broken family, um, lots of dysfunction, lots of liquor and rent parties and card games. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I went to school in New York when they were busing us. And the year that I went to John Marshall Junior High School, which mm-hmm. is... Uh, junior high school 210 mm-hmm. was the year they started busing us into white communities. Mm-hmm. So I got I didn't get to go to Marshall. I got bused to Ditmas Junior High School in East Flatbush, mm. which was, at that time was all white, and they spit on us and call us bad names. Niggas. Niggas. Yeah. Yeah, you said it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I just like to remind white people as much as I can. I know, because, you know, it, and you, we act like you would so never know that right. in New York City mm-hmm. today. Right. I don't even know what that section of town looked like. So what you made know? you want to become an attorney? Power. You know, the two most powerful people in the world are doctors and lawyers. Mm. The Pope got a lawyer. And a doctor, right? right? Mm-hmm. So when you grow up poor and black and female in America, you're looking for power. Mm-hmm. So I became a lawyer. I was going to find me some power. Right? I love that I, thought I, process I, because, like, nowadays people equate power to money. No. It's position mm. and who you know, you know, what you can do. I didn't know that's why I was going to. Actually, I went to law school to prepare me for what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. I went to law school as Rondon came out as a young lawyer. Now, what made you want to fix people's lives? How did you, you know? Get to that? I didn't start out again. I was a criminal defense attorney, mm-hmm. and that fixes um, lives. Too. Now you make a lot of money doing criminal defense. So there's well, a lot no, of criminals. not when you work for the public defender. Yeah, oh. you was a public defender. Yeah, you seem like you'd be a good one. Mm-hmm. I was. I was care. good. I was good, but I just, I just couldn't accommodate the system. Mm-hmm. You know? You know, this was in the height of the drug wars in Philadelphia when it was black and Latin men going to jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just you weren't practicing law. You were doing plea bargains. Ooh, so you knew they was purposely trying to lock a yeah, lot of us up. Yeah. you know, and I knew that the the way it was in our community, a lot of the brothers were involved in drug, you know, trade, and a lot of them weren't. Mm-hmm. You only had to be black or Latin. And they were locking you up. And I just couldn't do it anymore. Mm. So I walked away. I didn't know what I was going to do. I worked here in Manhattan, in the Ma- Manhattan DA's office, in the domestic violence unit, unit when they started S, uh, SVU. 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 Under Linda Fairstein, mm-hmm. um, which is now a TV show. Right. <laughs> you know, right. so. Uh, but I left here and went to Philadelphia to do public defender work. I did, I did district attorney work here. So you see what was going on with Meek, and you and you, you, you could attest that that's what's really going on out there. Yeah, you know, and I just couldn't do it anymore. So I left um, practicing law, and then I was working in a program that was training women mm-hmm. to get off public assistance. And I had been on public assistance in the projects in Canarsie. And so I created a workbook for them in the work that I was doing with them, preparing them to go back to work. And then somebody said, you need to publish this. So I went to Kinko's because every good writer has a Kinko's card. (laughs) (laughs) And I copied my book Mm -hmm. and I sold it out the trunk of my car. But that became my first national bestseller, Tapping the Power Within. Wow. Do you think that you could have made a change in the judicial system if you had stayed there? No. Wow. (laughs) I do not. Yeah. And that's why it looks the way it looks. Because you're one person swimming upstream. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you could do incredible projects and probably impact some people, but the system doesn't want to change because it's set up to benefit, uh, you know, the, the founding ideals of this country, mm-hmm. which is the, the rich get richer, uh, 
you know, white male dominance and superiority, mm-hmm. and that's what rules. And you're going to knuckle under to it, or you're going to get crushed. Yeah, they're not sending people to prison to actually get reform. Uh, to get well, reform. now prison is a business. It's yeah. an industry, you right. know. It's an industry that has a, a consumer base. But we have to educate ourselves about that. Now, Iyanla, whenever I watch Fix My Life, I always wondered this, and I wanted to ask you this. There's so many heavy things that you have to deal with on the show. Who fixes your life? Because sometimes it has to be a lot to be there. And, you know, you talk to Philando Castile's fiance, um, Diamond. Diamond Reynolds. Yeah, Diamond Reynolds. You talk to so many different people with all these heavy issues, family issues, things that are really hard to resolve and um, who fixes your life? But see, that, that's that. the assumption that you make, mm-hmm. <laughs> that it's heavy and it's hard. It's human. Mm. I look at, you know, yours, it, it, one may be sex trafficking, the other, you know, is, is trauma, but it's all human. Mm. And since I'm doing God's work, I don't get into the human level. Mm. I just come in to do what I do, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't take it on. I don't wear it. I'm not responsible for it. What I'm responsible for is to listen to people with a heart and bring them back into alignment with the truth of who they are. We are not our problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we fact. identify with the problem. Mm-hmm. So that's why it feels heavy because we identify with it and we make the problem who we are. Do you do you believe in... Uh, wait, wait, but, but who, like she said, who... So My but, life who is, is not broken. Mm. Mm. Well, not that it's broken, but there has to be things that you think about far well, after I'm the human. show. Well, I'm human. Like, I have crazy kids. I have a crazy man. First of all, I have elders mm-hmm. that I go to that keep me straight. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Or when I need guidance, I call my elders. I have prayer partners. I said, we got to put this on the prayer wheel. <laughs> What's going on here? And then I have a team around me that supports me, encourages me, and in and, and, and all kinds of ways. Yeah, they always you know? say it takes a village to raise a child. Like, I no, it a takes village. a village to raise an adult, too. It takes a village <laughs> to, to support the, the queen or the king or whoever. And I have an incredible village right. of highly-minded people. Mm-hmm. So, But I'm human like everybody else. You know, I was very distraught when I went to the the store the other day and they didn't have my toilet paper. <laughs> no. Because I don't like that hard crispy stuff. What you like? What you like? Three ply? I like the should I say the name? Charmin? Scott Extra Soft. Really? Over Charmin? Scott oh, yeah. Scott, Charmin has fibers in it, and you know, you don't need bit. fibers. It gets stuck yeah. in, <laughs> in your pieces. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we have more with Iyanla Vanzant when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Iyanla Van Zant in the building. I want to know, how, how did you get this show, the TV show? How did that all come about? Well, you... it's always a very interesting story about this. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I never, I've, I hear you, I've, I've, I watched you and Oprah hug and all that good stuff. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Well, tell us about you know, it. I was uh, part of the Change Your Life um, faculty when Oprah did back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Were y'all alive then? No. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> That's Driving. my story. No. <laughs> I do remember because I used to remember when Oprah used to give out them stimulus packages to people. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so I, used to, I definitely remember. So, and um, there was a breakdown of communication between me and Miss Winfrey. And I, I left the um, Oprah Winfrey show. And I went to do uh, my own show on uh, ABC, mm-hmm. and that did not 
turn out well for me. Okay. <laughs> and then for the next 11 years, I just continued to do my work. I just wasn't on television. But in her 25th uh, season, when she was going off air, she invited me back onto the show because people always wondered what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, and they made up all kind of stuff. We had a fight, and I slept with Stedman, and, you know, just ridiculous. I never heard that one, but thanks yeah. for that. Well, <laughs> thanks for that one. We can, we can make that a headline. And so we had the conversation publicly, mm. you know, which I thought was just divine to show people how there was 11 year separation between us and to show people how you have the conversation to heal a breakdown, I thought was really wonderful. For the so, record, you didn't sleep with Stedman, right? No. No. Okay. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I would not sleep with Stedman. I don't, well, I won't say I don't do it. I did it one time. but I'm It was. Well, you, you, you slept what? with a friend's man? Yeah. Really? How old were you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't want to say yeah. It was yeah. in my other life. Yeah, other life. When, when you were Rhonda? Un- and, yeah, when I was Rhonda. <laughs> Rhonda did it. <laughs> Rhonda did it. Now, how, how did you hook up with Oprah? How did y'all get together? <laughs> she read one of my books mm. um, in the meantime mm-hmm. uh, in her book club. Mm. Her book club was reading it, and then she invited me on the show. That was in 1998. Mm. So what's that? 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Um, was it a matter of, like, not being patient when it came to, like, Oprah? Because, you know... She, I guess she was kind of setting people up. She was grooming me for a show. Mm-hmm. I come out the projects in Brooklyn. You I don't know now. nothing about none of this. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm dealing, I, I don't know what the protocols are. And I broke some protocols. Mm-hmm. I violated some protocols in the industry because I just didn't know. I didn't have a manager. I didn't have an agent. I was going up to talk to people, you know, like they was at the key food. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so not understanding not understanding that about me and being in this industry, it was assumed that I was leveraging and doing, which I wasn't. I didn't even know what that stuff was. You were just trying to go for it. Yeah, well, it was not even that. I just just asked for what I wanted. Mm. But it was, okay, so what happened was, what happened, happened? I was on uh, Oprah's show, on the Oprah Winfrey show, doing Change Your Life TV, and then people saw me and other networks came after me, you know, to go. And I didn't want to leave the Oprah Winfrey show. But um, when other people came after me, I said, okay, well, maybe I need to do my own show. But I want to do it with the Oprah Winfrey show, Oprah Winfrey at that time. Mm-hmm. So when I went to her and said, this is what I'd like to do, I said, because other people were coming to me and asking me this, I hadn't even thought about it. And, uh, but the way they heard that, was in the industry, when you go to somebody and say, you know, this network is offering me this, what are you going to offer me? Mm. That's, but that's not what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I was just being naive and stupid and asking, but it wasn't received well. Right. And that created a breakdown in communication. But we were able to repair that. It took 11 years. Did she tell you um, that you weren't ready or something, like when you went to her? They didn't think I was ready, but mm-hmm. I that was never communicated to me. Got you. So I'm saying, well, if if... If they're asking for me, how come I can't do it over here? Um, so once we got had the conversation and we understood where the breakdown was and what happened, then she used to do a show called Life Class. And I used to go and do Life Class every week, every other week. And that just grew in. She said, you need your own show. 
now, 11 years later, mm -hmm. and I said, no, I'll, I'll do life class. She said, no, you need your own show because she was starting own at that time. Right. And, you know, when Oprah Winfrey tell you, not only do you need your own show, but I'm going to pay for it, hell. If only she said that 11 years earlier. <laughs> well, I wasn't ready. <laughs> true, true. I true, didn't true. know. She knew. And that's what happens. Mm -hmm. You know, we think we're ready for something, and then when it doesn't show up, we get mad. But I wasn't ready. Yeah, I heard a sermon this weekend, uh, Rejection is God's Protection. Oh, yes. And that'll re that will give you redirection. Redirection. There you go. Absolutely. Now, you know, you, you mentioned God's call. How, how did you, I don't want to say how did that call come, but how did you know it was time to do that? Like, I watched how it felt. That's why he had her number. How did you know what? it was that time? I, I watched how my life unfolded. I didn't know. I thought I was going to be the Blackberry Mason mm -hmm. for the rest of my life. And when that, fell apart when I left practicing law. Um, it was rough. You know, I had no job. Uh, where where does a lawyer go? You don't, I mean, I did get unemployment. I never knew about unemployment. I've been working since I was 14. Mm -hmm. I didn't know somebody would pay you not to work. <laughs> <laughs> so I got unemployment for a year. And then I went to do the teaching of the women on public assistance in Philadelphia. I wrote the workbook. The workbook got picked up by a publisher. Another publisher saw that. So it, things just unfolded, mm -hmm. you know? And I was doing what I was good at. I was doing what I loved. And so I didn't try to direct it. I allowed it to unfold. And I was in my house one day about to get evicted. Um, and uh, my cat was had no food. <laughs> <laughs> or neither did my kids. <laughs> and How many kids you have? I have three. Three, okay. Well, I have two left. One I, I lost um, back in 2003. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but um, I was coming down the stairs, and Barry White was doing an interview with somebody. And he said in that interview, you've got to be willing to do it no matter what. Mm. If you have the desire and the ability and faith, you're going to make it. Mm. I stopped dead in my, in my tracks, and I said, what am I doing? And do I have the desire to do this? Yeah. Do I have the ability? Yeah. Do I have faith? That's why I was a little shaky. <laughs> but I just watched it unfold. I didn't start out to be on television. I didn't start out to be an author, but that's what unfolded. So what I am, and this is what I know. I'm a teacher. I happen to write my own textbooks. So whatever I do, wherever I do it, the fact that I'm on television doesn't matter to me. That's a classroom. Mm. The viewers are my students. When I'm on the stage, that's a classroom. And the people in the audience are my, view, are my students. I'm a teacher. And so I don't, I don't trip, you know, that I'm on TV. I'm teaching. Is this a platform? Yeah, it's, it's a platform. Why, why was your faith shaky? Because I came from Brooklyn, <laughs> from dysfunction, from brokenness and pain, and I had no models ahead of me. Mm. I, nobody in my family had a college degree. Nobody in my family had an advanced degree. I was an enigma to them. They, they didn't support me. They thought I was crazy to give up my welfare check to go to college. So I had no model for how to take a little bit and make a lot. So I didn't know what I was looking at. So I didn't know what to put my faith in. 
We have more with Iyanla Vanzant when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Iyanla Vanzant in the building. Is there anybody that you, you want to talk with and want to have a conversation with, maybe that you see out in the public or a celebrity that you said, I would love to talk to Who needs person? help? Who no, needs no. Like who needs this? help or that I want to talk that to? That you would love to talk to. I would love to talk to Denzel Washington. Well, that don't count. We talk about somebody broke. No, no, no. no. Let me tell you why. This man is a master. No, no. (laughs) Denzel, no. I would talk to Idris for myself. Hey, go ahead. Go ahead. Denzel is a master. You watch his work. Not the fact that he's in Hollywood, but this man is a master. From Malcolm X to Man on Fire... To this lawyer, crazy lawyer that he just, I watch how he does, because I'm looking beyond the fist. This man is a master. I want to know what his work principles are, mm-hmm. what he does, and how he does it. Never met Denzel? No. Wow. No, I don't. He's a master teacher, too, by yes. the way. Yes. <laughs> I want to talk to, in terms of, you know, in terms of people who need fixing, I don't, I, there's nobody, anybody who wants to talk to me. Mm. I, I, all my guests come to me. Very yeah, rarely do we reach out for them. Do you know, sometimes get disapp- like I think well, I want to help them. Like anybody's no, life that you no, know? that's not my job. Mm. Are you sometimes disappointed afterward with uh, after they leave the show and it feels like you've made some progress and breakthroughs and then you see them go no something else because that's not, my job is to give them the information. What they do with it is their business. That's every prophet in the Bible, by the way. Like even with Noah, God never said make them understand. He right, said, tell them give them the information. Right. That's it. Yeah, I don't get, I'm not attached to the outcome. Mm-hmm. I'm attached to giving you excellence when you're in my presence. Have you ever recorded uh, somebody that you thought you were going to air and then ended up having to Oh, yeah, it? all the time. Not recorded, but we do the work. There's a lot of prep work that goes into it. Mm-hmm. And you see 48 minutes. I'm with these people two and a half, three, four days. So we've done all of the prep work, and then at the last minute, people get cold feet. Mm-hmm. Like last season, we did... 10 shows, but we interviewed almost 30 people and did the work. You know, we have a coach, we got producers, we have all sorts of screening, and then they get to the last minute and change their mind. And I don't want them if they're not willing. Right. I don't want them. What's the girl used to date Chris Brown? Karuchi. Cowabunga. Yeah. No, Karuchi. She was on Angie Martinez's show. Now, she was on my show. Yes. I did a conversation. She said she regrets sitting down with you. And the manager manager said she she felt like like you were getting bullied. Look, they came to us. Mm-hmm. I didn't come to them. There's no locks. There's no gates. We were in her house. She didn't put me out. <laughs> but what happened, what happened, you know, and I, I don't like to call people out, but they came to us thinking that to be on my show was going to push her to the next level. Right. And then when they got there and realized that I wasn't, I don't play. I don't do publicity and marketing. And when I started asking her some hard questions, he wanted to pull, pull it out. You know, and then he said, you're putting words in her mouth. I said, if she don't say it, I can't play it. Mm. You know, and they wanted to craft and construct what I did. Here's the truth. I walked out on her. Mm. He pulled her out of the room and said he didn't want these questions. And I left. Mm. They had to talk me back. Mm. (laughs) That's the truth. Mm. But, you know, I I don't have any issue with Karuchi. I don't think at that time her management was in her best corner, but look where she is now. So all things are working for our good. Have you ever washed your hands with someone like they can't be fixed? I ain't got time for this. I don't think wash that they can't be fixed, but they were not willing and that was DMX. 
Mm. He was not right, willing. Was and he called me all manner of nasty, vile names. And after a while, I just got sick of it. Plus, he was high. And I asked him straight up. I said, are you high? No. <laughs> and, you know, if you tell me the truth, if you tell whatever you tell me, I have to I have to acknowledge it. I can't say, yes, you are, when you're telling me no. But he wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. He wasn't willing. Mm -hmm. I don't know why he came to me. Do you think you're too harsh sometimes? No. Because mm -mm. by the time you come to me to air your laundry publicly, you got some serious stuff going on. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, we don't have time to play. Time games, not no time to play. <laughs> the people in your life have been massaging your crazy for a long time. Now you got to come to me. You, you know? I don't. And I think what happens is, you know, we don't know how to tell the truth and how to receive the truth. Mm. Somebody will let you sit right there with spinach in your teeth. <laughs> and rather than hurt your feelings, let you sit there grinning. No, no, no. Uh-uh. And, and the one thing I know, you know, God sends the rainbow and he sends the tornado. I'm going to ride with you through either one. We're going to ride over the rainbow together or I'm going to hold you through the tornado. But I'm going to get you to the other side if you're willing. Now, if you're not willing... I'm not going to let you turn the boat over so we both drown. <laughs> so, no, I don't think it's harsh at all. What makes you have empathy for people? Like if somebody, if you know somebody's suffering from substance abuse or mental <clears throat> illness, do you have a little more empathy? Well, you know what? I won't coach. I can't coach a substance abuse. I can do an intervention, mm -hmm. meaning get you into treatment. But I have empathy for people because it's me. I see my crazy everywhere. You know, and people want to know, why don't you cry and you're so hard now? I say, you know what? Once you've healed it, it don't resonate in you. Mm. I've been crazy. I've done some crazy stuff. I had three kids by the time I was 21 by three different men. You know, I lived in the projects. I've done all manner of stuff. So when I see people, I'm just looking at myself mm. and what I've healed. And I'm grateful. But I'm, I also know the truth. So I'm going to get up under that thing with you. You can't tell me that. No, no, I know better. Didn't you, did, did you really marry the same man twice? Uh-huh. <laughs> I told you I've been crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I sure did. I never heard that before. Oh, oh my God. God. No. Oh, damn I'm, it, man. I'm healed. How do you make the same mistake twice, though? It wasn't a mistake. It was a learning. Mm. There you and go. he was fine. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm human. Didn't I say that? That's real. Okay? Now Don't act like you didn't go back and forth with her. You know you did. Uh, I've been with her 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> you said on The Real that Evelyn Lozada was your, uh, I guess, biggest success story. Has that changed to date? Not biggest, but I think among the reality stars, she really did the work. Mm -hmm. Evelyn did her work. And that doesn't mean that now she's going off to, you know, feed the starving children in Africa. Mm -hmm. But in terms of her own personal revelation and understanding, she did her work, right. you know. And I'm happy for where she is today. Why do you think it's starting to be less of a stigma around mental health and therapy? And because we can't do this anymore. Mm. We're crazy. And it, it's, you know, our kids are killing us. And we're killing them. We've, and we've got to start telling another level of truth, and particularly for people of color. You know, we, we act like, you know, Uncle Boo Boo isn't, you know, eating dog food. <laughs> we've got to stop that. You see him eating <laughs> you know, you dog know, food. You understand? <laughs> and, and doing all manner of wahala. We, we just have to tell the truth. We have to. All right.
We thank we thank you for we stopping thank you. by. And, and I know you life. said you like Idris Elba, but I don't know him. But I can introduce you to Michael B. Jordan. Is that a good consolation, right? Oh, my cougar is up. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> I thought you said you had a man. <laughs> my cougar is up. <laughs> no, I love that brother. Beautiful work, Fruitvale Station. Mm-hmm. You know, and I watch all of the young people that are coming up. You know, I put my TV on when they're on TV. Uh, one's on Netflix and one's on Insecure and one's on Blackish. Every room, because they need the numbers, you yeah. know. So I put. I'm gonna I make you take your shirt off for you. Oh, oh, no, 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 I can't. I look. I'm old. So No, he's a beautiful brother, and y'all are beautiful too. Oh, I thank, thank you. So thank you. Much. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. The Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast What's Club. What's happening? Shout to uh, my son, Lil Logie. Today, he's uh, going to another high school. A couple of high schools wanted to see him. Of course, he plays sports. He has great academics, and uh, because of his sports, they wanted to see him. So he's going on. I guess it's tours with the school. He has to shadow a kid, so he's going to a school today, so he's excited about that. What is it? What is his favorite sport? Um, his favorite sport right now is football. I'm trying to push him towards basketball heavy, though, because mm-hmm. I don't want him to get injured or hurt or concussion or anything like that, but he loves both of them, so he trains every day, and uh, we'll see what happens. I just want him to get a, a great education for free. That's what I'm shooting at. But anyway, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk R. Kelly. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, two of the alleged victims of R. Kelly have detailed their abusive relationships. They went on Megyn Kelly today on NBC. Mm-hmm. And they talked about different things that happened, like how they had to send a text message to one of his runners to ask if they could use the restroom. And then that person would relay that information to him and how they would have to call him daddy. And if they didn't, they would get abused. They would get in trouble or they would get slapped. That's whack that a, a sexual abuser who will pee anywhere, including on a 14-year-old girl, will tell somebody they can't use the bathroom <laughs> All right, they now, want to. <laughs> here is Kitty Jones detailing uh, basically her talking to R. Kelly and uh, meeting one of his vic- the victim who actually, she says, was in the video. About two weeks after I had moved in, I had confronted him about a videotape that I had saw. I noticed that the girl in the tape was someone that he had gone to court for. And this is 2011, so years had gone by and this person's an older woman now, but when I saw the videotape, I realized that that was the same girl he had introduced me to. So when I did the math, compared to how old she was when he introduced her to me, it landed on 14. And I confronted him about it, and that's when he, the first time he abused me. Now, Kitty Jones, that was, she was a, a personality, right? A radio mm-hmm. personality, or a DJ? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she said she actually met that woman. Oh, Kelly need his ass whipped, man, since the, since the, the justice system don't want to do the right thing. Now, she I, also I talks about, even after that, why did you move in with R. Kelly? Here's what she said. I mean, you, you just don't think, like, when you go into something and you give up things and you compromise, like, okay, I'm going to move to another city or another state, you know, from our relationship. When you give those things up for love, you don't expect that that person's going to turn into something else. You're just in it. So by the time I walked away from those things, I just felt like I gave up everything. And then once I was there, I was just in it. And the more I, I started learning about them, I just got sucked into it. And yeah. I didn't, I felt like, I didn't have anything else to go back to. 
And the sad part about this is you got people in R. Kelly's team that continue to try to cover this stuff up and continue to try to clean this mess up. You cannot stop the karma that the universe has planned for a person. Okay. Now, here is the second woman who was on, Asante McGee, and she talks about uh, basically Joycelyn, who's the woman that he's been out and about with, and they've been releasing video of them in the mall together and all of that. Here's Clear what she PR to say move about seeing Joycelyn. At the time when I was there, it was a total of four of us. Yes, I did see Joycelyn. My first time seeing Joycelyn was when I was at the house, and at this time he told me, whenever you enter a room, you have to knock on a door and wait for permission for someone to say, come in. Do you think Joycelyn is there of her own free will? No, I don't. Do you think she's been brainwashed? Definitely. He pretty much tried to say that your family is jealous that you're with him, your family wants to be with him, and you're happy, and this is what you, what you need to do. And if you disobey him, he would, like, fake cry and make you sympathize. Now, all of a sudden, they got video of R. Kelly and this young lady walking around the mall. Which is crazy. Now, Joycelyn, by the way, is on vacation. She's not with R. Kelly. She's in L.A., and she said R. Kelly is back in Chicago. They actually caught up with her on TMZ, and here's what she said. Just, you know, visiting, have a vacation, visiting okay. family and friends and stuff like that's that. That's what's up. Where's R. Kelly? You know, that's your man. Um, he's in Chicago, actually, you know. Oh, he's in Chicago? Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm out here in L.A., you know, just vacationing, and he's in Chicago. Oh, cool. You're doing your own thing right mm -hmm. now? Yeah, I'm doing my own thing. <laughs> you stand by your word, you know, R. Kelly's not holding any women hostage or he doesn't have a sex cult or? Um, no, none of that is true. None of that is true. All that is false accusations. I think people are just making things up just to get money. Damage control, damage control. Where did they catch her at? Come. She was in L.A. In front of the airport somewhere? Um, no, I think we were seeing L.A. No, well, anyway, damage control, damage control, damage control. She's coming out of South Beverly Grill in Beverly Hills. And how old is she? Uh, she's of age. She's twenty. I think she's like twenty three or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you know that's bull crap. Because I don't. I don't think anybody would recognize her walking down the street. It's damage control. Yeah, well, TMZ has spoken to her before, but yes, I'm uh -huh. sure they're making sure they come catch up with me. Now, R. Kelly has mm -hmm. responded, and he's saying that these allegations is a false narrative that was conjured up by Joycelyn's father and mother because he turned down their services. The father, he said, wanted to get his attention about her about Joycelyn and other relatives he thought could have a singing career. And then Joycelyn's mother was upset that R. Kelly's backup dancers didn't use her dresses for his tour. So he said the mom owns a clothing boutique and she was trying to get that off the ground. And these are just fake accusations. F. R. Kelly. R. Kelly is trash. We know he's trash. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he flew DJ Envy out to Chicago and let DJ Envy just sit in the hotel room and didn't yeah. return. You gotta his explain phone the story call. now. I'm not this sounds no, crazy. No, this, we don't have time right now, crazy. but I'm Angela Yee, and yes. that is your just rumor know that report. R. Yes. Kelly flew DJ Envy out to Chicago and, and left then him when Envy got there, he didn't answer none of his phone calls. <laughs> so Envy was trapped in the hotel. <laughs> okay. You know what? You know what? That was a sad story. Sad story. He told that to us yesterday. I cried. I cried for I'm tired class. of the abuse that R. Kelly does you know to these women out here in these streets. Okay? You know what? All right? I'm not even, you know what? I'm not, this is slander. Charlamagne. I'm, I'm glad you escaped, though. I'm glad you escaped. You know what? Charlamagne, we you give are you. Who are you giving your donkey to? Your is rejection it? was your protection. <laughs> From R. Kelly's erection. <laughs> All right. There's a young man named uh, Thomas. Tremlaglini. What's his name? I don't know. <laughs> Thomas. Just say Thomas, bro. Let me see it. Just say Thomas. TT. Old TT need to come to the All front right. of the Let congregation. Let me see his name. Let me see. What's that say? What's My that say? goodness. What's that say? I'll see how difficult this is to pronounce because I love it. Tramaglini. Thomas Tramaglini. Is it Chamberlain? Tramaglini. Thomas Tramaglini. Just say TT, bro. TT need to come to the front of the congregation. Right. We like to have a word with him. We'll do it when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
That's pretty fun. Charlemagne the devil. The Breakfast Club. Yes. Hello. Dog year today for Wednesday, May 9th goes to a superintendent from the Kenilworth School District named Thomas Tramaglini. Now, Thomas Tramaglini makes $147,504 a year as a superintendent. Uh, I am stating how much he makes for no reason. All right, the number was available, so I decided to let you all know. In case you have been thinking about being a superintendent for a school district in New Jersey, I just want you to know where your price point should be. Well, you know what? I take that back. Uh, I let you know how much Thomas is getting paid because that's how much he will be making on paid leave. See, Thomas has been placed on paid leave after being arrested Monday on charges of lewdness and public urination and mm. defecation in Homedale, New Jersey. Let me tell you something. Uh, New Jersey does not play when it comes to public urination and defecation. I, I remember, know you know. Yes. Uh, a couple years ago, uh, mm -hmm. I was pissy drunk. Taking a leak. Literally. <laughs> yes, I was. Uh, taking a leak in front of my cousin's perm's house in uh, Jersey. Salute the perm. Uh, I'm in front of his crib peeing. And perm said, you know, if you get caught peeing in Jersey, you have to register as a sex offender. I thought you were lying when you told, told me that, too. I don't even know why that made me laugh so hard when it happened. But I laughed so hard that as I was peeing, uh, I farted. Now, <laughs> yes. Well, if you know anything about me, then you know I don't fart in my clothes. And one of the reasons I don't fart in my clothes is because of what happened when I laughed while peeing in front of Perm's house. I did shard a little, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so technically, I too have been guilty of public urination and defecation in Jersey. I just didn't get caught. And but you're a sex offender. No. How? I didn't get because, caught. He didn't get caught. He, okay. he got caught. But this isn't about me, okay? This is about Thomas Tramaglini. All right, would you like to know why Thomas Tramaglini was charged with public urination and defecation? Let's go to ABC7 NY for the report, please. Investigators solving a disgusting mystery at a New Jersey school, and police say the man behind it is the superintendent of a school district about 30 minutes away. Officials at Holmdale High School have been trying to figure out who had been defecating on the school's track every day. Officials mm. say... They eventually caught that man. His name is Thomas Tremaglini in the act. And he is the superintendent of the nearby Kenilworth School District. Homedale Police announced on its Facebook page that the school resource officer and staff monitored the fields and caught the culprit in the act mm -hmm. and that he was charged with lewdness, littering, and defecating in public. <laughs> Kenilworth School District announced Tremaglini's paid leave on its page, assuring faculty, staff, and students and parents that the district will continue its responsibilities without interruption. Thomas, Thomas, Thomas. You know I ain't the smartest man in the world, but from over here, look like you taking a shit. If this was a homeless person, I would understand. Okay, in fact, if human feces was repeatedly found in a public area, I would think that it's a homeless person, not a superintendent of a school who makes six figures a year. This is why you can never, ever judge a book by its cover. This is why profiling and stereotyping is whack, even though I believe it's not a stereotype if it's true. But you just never know. Now, portable toilets are located all around the Homedale High School athletic field, so inquiring minds want to know why Thomas opted not to use any of them and mm. opted to only poop on the track. Now, people are saying that Trauma Glini might have suffered from a common affliction known as runner's trotch. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say, runner's mm -hmm. diarrhea. That's what happens. People run a marathon. They go mm, running. Yeah. They poop on themselves. Yeah. And you have that sudden and, like, not entirely controllable desire to empty your butt. If you right? look it up, you see a lot of people that are actually running in marathons with uh, poop coming all down their legs. Oh, uh, But many others have noted if this was occurring on a regular basis, that would suggest intent. 
right? Since this is happening all, right. all the time. Okay. Okay. And he wasn't running no marathon. Exactly. Nobody knows why <laughs> Thomas Tramaglini, a grown-ass 42-year-old man, was pooping on the track. And nobody cares because we got to get these jokes off, okay? Why was you pooping on the track is one question. But my next question would have been, What's that smell? <laughs> Thomas, how are you going to return back to work, okay? All right? You are a serial sh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, as soon as you return to work, I hope somebody screams out this. Poop again! He called the sh... Poop! No, no. Oh, my God. Hmm? When you think of pooping on the track, what do you think? All jokes aside, when you think of pooping on the track, what do you think? DJing? No! Pooping on the track. <laughs> poop at the scoop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> poop at the scoop. Poop at the poop at the scoop. <laughs> now, Thomas, like Thomas has declined to comment to all media outlets. Okay, a NewJersey.com reporter approached him, and Thomas gave a sharp no comment. He has released uh, no formal statement. He has released. And he did not answer the door at his town home on Saturday. But we here at the Breakfast Club have reached out to Thomas Tramaglini for comment, and he had this to say in regards to him public pooping on the track. <sighs> okay. Uh, some donkey today just sell themselves. Please let Remy Ma give Thomas Tramaglini the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw. You stupid motherfucker. You dumb. Now, was it a uh, Shut up. grass track? Because he could have been trying to fertilize. Isn't, that, isn't poop good for fertil fertilization? Pooping on the track, mm. baby. Hit my song. Poopity-scoop. Hey. All right. What All if right. he would have cleaned it up? Would it matter? It would be a poopity-scoop. No, cause, yeah, because he would scoop up the poopity That's what you poop. call it. If you poop on a track... And got to clean it up yourself. You call it a poopity scoop. Poopity scoop. You're All scooping right. the poop up. All right, guys. And putting it in a bag to throw away. Let's be grown now. Thank you for that donkey right. of the day. Is it why? Ask Ease next. 800-585-1051. If you got a question for you, you need relationship advice or any type of advice. Maybe you got a pooping problem, too, and you don't know what to do. Mm. Call Ye. She'll help you with all your problems. I don't know that I can help you with that. Problems. <laughs> Hit her now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Shoshana. Hey, Shoshana. What's your question for Yee? Okay, so my mother-in-law, she doesn't really listen to me about my kids. I'll tell her, no cookies at 7 o'clock in the morning, and she'll tell me to relax, and I don't know how to go about the problem. Right, because you need her, her support because those are your kids. And yeah, so but for her, she doesn't think they're my kids, if that makes any sense. They're pretty much her kids in her eyes. Because her, they're her grandchildren, so she wants to spoil them yeah. and do what she wants to do, but there's certain rules that uh, you're their mom, and you want her to abide by those rules. Obviously, before seven, if she wants to give them a cookie, that's fine, but after seven, you don't want that to happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about like seven in the morning. Oh, seven in the Wait a second. She gives the kids cookies at seven in the morning? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's too much sugar and it's also not good. Well, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Now what's your um what is your their father? Is that your husband, your boyfriend? What is he saying? He's my boyfriend and he kinda defends his parents, saying you gotta look at it from their perspective. And what's their perspective that Um I really don't know their perspective because he doesn't even know. Right. It's important for the two of you guys to have a united front as the parents because um if you guys are at odds with each other and he's siding with them, that's going to cause some issues for your relationship, and it's confusing for the kids as well. 
Yeah, that's exactly what's been going on because I'm I'm actually really strict with them, you know, no electronics during certain times of the day and such and such. And he's kind of really laid back, but I prefer my kids to be outside most of the time. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, you know, he doesn't he doesn't care to do all that. Right. And those are some things that you guys have to uh, discuss amongst each other. You know, before you can even go to his parents or he can go to his parents and discuss, you guys have to come to an agreement with each other. That's pretty solid as far as the parenting, which means that both of you will have to compromise. Right. You know, so maybe it's a situation where because he's more laid back and you're more strict, uh, you got you might have to give in a little bit on some things and he's going to have to give in a little bit on some things and you have to figure out what those priorities are for you. Right. Okay. All right, hon. Good luck with that, though. At least you guys are both super involved, but, you know. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, you're welcome. All right, ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you got a question for Yee, call her now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Uh, my name's Sarah. Hey, Sarah. What's your question for Yeezy? Um, I'm just... Want some advice on um, if I should move in with my boyfriend? What's the issue that you ha- are having second thoughts about it? Because usually if you want to move in with your boyfriend, you're excited. Right. Well, we did it before and things didn't work out. I felt like I took on much of the financial burden. Mm-hmm. So we decide to live separate. Okay. And we're working on our relationship and he wants to move back in together. Um, and I just got some reservations on it. He's kind of took on some financial issues, and I want to make sure that we're doing it for the right reasons, and I'm not just being a relief to your financial situation right now. Well, when it comes to moving in with somebody, you don't have to. I mean, you guys aren't married or any of those things, and if you don't feel like 100% excited about it and sure, then don't do it. How difficult was it last time when you guys were living together and you had to move out, or he had to move out? Well, it was difficult to move out, uh, but when we moved, when we decided to move in together, it was easy. It yeah, was but I'm talking fun. about the leaving part because that can cause a real strain on the relationship. Um, it, it was pretty difficult. Things kind of went sour, but um, we worked, we pushed through it. We just, I decided that that wasn't the best situation for me at the time, mm-hmm. um, and I made some changes. It was difficult, but it was necessary. Okay, so right now, is it the best situation for the sake of our relationship? Um, the past 12 months that we've been living separate has put a strain on our relationship. Um, Why is that? Because we want to build a future together and live together um, and, you know, plan on getting married together, and we feel that... Has he proposed? No. But we, okay. we have talked about marriage in the plans, but we haven't gotten there yet. This is my opinion, but I did live with somebody one time. It was it was a disaster. But I do feel like unless you're sure that's something that you want to do and unless you're comfortable, because finances is number one reason that people end up, you know, fighting, arguing, even getting divorced. So if you feel like it's too much of a strain, if you feel like maybe for him it's just convenient because he's having whatever financial strains that he is having, I don't understand why you're in such a rush for you guys to move back in together. Y'all are still dating. How far do you live from each other? Maybe about 30 minutes or so. That's not that bad. Yeah. At the end of the day, y'all are still dating. You're in a relationship. You're dating. You don't have to live together. Some people even wait until they get married or get engaged to live together. But it seems like he has some things that he needs to take care of himself because you can't really be that much of a powerful couple if you're not powerful as individuals. So let him get his individual self together. And he has he has things that he has to prove to you and show you because last time you said it was a strain for you. 
So let him show right. you that he can handle those things. And if he's dead serious about it, he'll do it. It's good for him. Even let's just say y'all don't even end up together. At least he got his life together. Right. That's my opinion. I know you're going to do what you want to do anyway, but I do feel like if you're not sure about it, don't do it because it is a hassle when you guys have to move out. Sure. Well, thank you so much. All right. Good luck, lady. All right. Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you got a question for Yee, you could call her at any time. Now we got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes. Let's talk about Kanye. Are the Crips still looking for him? We'll tell you what they have to say. Also, J. Cole, he's going on tour. Find out who he is going to be rocking with. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Can I give a shout-out to somebody? I just read this story. Uh, the owner of Exotic Car Rental Business 305 Elite, Rashawn Welch. Oh, that's your name, Rashawn. Yeah, he got my name. He spells it a little different. I just read a story where they're actually trying to get kids to get guns off the street. So if you take, if you hand in your gun, they will uh, give you, uh, I guess, a luxury car to rent for, uh, I guess, a little bit. It doesn't say how long. It might be for five hours, six hours, maybe eight hours, maybe an hour. But Not a fair trade. What you mean? It's not a fair trade. It's that, not worry about fair trade. No. Trying to get guns off the streets. Oh, no. well, give me the whole car then. You want this? You want this pistol? Give me, give me a whole Maybach. That, 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 now that doesn't <laughs> make sense. a fair trade. No, that pistol only worth three hundred fifty dollars. Hey, it protects me. Okay. You know what? All right. Now I'm out here in these streets with no gun. That guy's doing gun. a good cause. He's and doing a good cause. And, now, I now, and then you're going to give me a Maybach to ride around in for two hours. Then when somebody try to but rob me, those... I can't protect myself because I didn't gave him my pistol. Hell no. When you turn those guns in, right? The, Hell no. No questions asked? No questions asked. Give me, get, I, I, I turn my, my gun in, and then you put a big target on my back by giving me a Lamborghini <laughs> to drive in the middle of the hood. F no. Don't fall for that trick, kids. We're trying to get keep the kids. your gun. No, no, no. Don't keep your gun. That's, no, no, no. Well, you know, that's not a good no, idea. No, that's a great idea. That's a terrible idea. Get, no, that's a good idea. All right, okay. Newark, New Jersey. Go Jer to the club Hi, tonight. Uh, Newark, New Jersey. Chicago. Uh, uh, Camden, what? New Jersey. You know Turn what? in your gun and then drive Michelle the luxury Welch. car around them hoods and see what happens. I don't to you. know you, sir, but that's a great idea. Get those uh, okay. guns off the streets. All uh, right, good. Okay, Rashawn. We can think this one a little more through. No, that's a great <laughs> idea. You know what? Guys, you know what? Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk J. Cole. You're a jerk. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. on The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, J. Cole announced that he is going to be going on tour, his KOD tour. And guess who's going to be on the road with J. Cole? Thugga Thugga. That's right, Young Thug. He won't be on every single date because there's certain uh, states that he, cities he can't do. I guess it's probably a contractual issue or he might have other things already. But he is going to be on tour together. So you guys excited to see these two? Yeah. Um, do you feel like Young Thug has reached his full potential in music? I don't not think at so. All. No, not yet. Not he at hasn't all. gotten mm -hmm. to that the, the level I feel like he... Should have been at already. All right. I, I agree. agree. I agree. All right. Well, Kanye no longer has to worry about these crips. We told you before about Daz uh, basically saying that uh, they have the green light on, on Kanye because of the comments that he made about slavery. Well, it looks like they have lifted that green light. There's no more looking for Kanye. They're saying he was never in any real danger because gang leadership wasn't looking for a fight. They actually would love for him to visit the LBC and support the community. I never respected that, though, man, because you got George Zimmerman and all those guys like that walking these streets. Ain't nobody ever called for no hit on them. You call a hit up for Kanye West. Come on, man. All right, now, Akon has some words with TMZ about Bill Cosby because... He's a big fan of Bill Cosby, and he feels that Bill Cosby still might be wrongly convicted. Check it out. 
It's horrible to kind of think about it, how someone can have that much impact in the world and have their legacy just simply crashed, you know? Yeah. And I don't, I, don't, I don't know to the extent all the facts that was been put in. You don't really know if he did it, if he didn't do it. Well, you've been convicted. Yeah, so. but it's a lot of people convicted that hasn't been, that, that, that's innocent. I've already been painted a picture of Bill Cosby. He's a hero to me. It's hard to flip that around yeah. because I grew up as a child looking up to this man. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's hard, and I wasn't there at the trial, so whatever was revealed or whatever, these, these are allegations from 30, 40 years yeah. ago. Yeah, I mean, Akon doesn't know all the facts. Yeah, I mean, listen. Akon is right. None of us were there. None of us know what really happened, but he's been convicted. And being that none of us were there, I'm not going to ride on the side of Bill Cosby either. I'm not laying on no cross for Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby got to yeah, I don't, I don't think Akon was following what was going yeah, on. Yeah, he didn't know what was yeah, going if on. You say you, if you, <laughs> he even if, said that. He said you, he doesn't know. All but that. I'm saying, if you say you wasn't there, then you're, you shouldn't have an opinion either way. Like, your opinion shouldn't go with Bill. Your opinion shouldn't Stay go with you. He also uh, hasn't really been following everything that's been happening because a, a large part of the reason why, and one juror spoke out and said the reason why he felt that Bill Cosby was was guilty was from his own mouth the words that he gave in a deposition hey man that just was sealed before listen, that. listen here this, this is what we need to tell everybody you can still watch the cosby show you can still watch it different oh, you can't because it's not you on can still i can't watch that out but you can find it somewhere i'm sure hmm. I, that, you can like his art still and and you know let bill cosby pass away what about man. the people that like all kelly's art then that's they still listening to it clearly aren't mm -hmm. they they still go to his concerts don't they all right, Jada Pickett-Smith, she wrote a letter to her daughter, Willow, and her letter said, Dear Willow, I'm so proud of how opinionated and strong you are. Both you and your brother have taught me acceptance, how to accept and allow you to be who you are. I appreciate you for that. Working on this project, we told you about her Red Table Talk, has been such a joyful experience. I've learned so much about you, things that I didn't know and that I didn't expect, which to me makes the Red Table real. She said, Willow, I just hope that looking at how I've lived my life, you will find things within what you've witnessed, things that you will take on with you how I continue to grow how it's okay to make mistakes and that you can always make things right so she talks about some of her favorite memories mm -hmm. and she tells Willow you're pretty intelligent you have more of a handle on today's world than even I I'm just waiting for you to continue to show me how to get through this new world I love you don't drop on the clues bombs for Willow Smith that's nice you yeah. know my last name is Pinkett Smith Winfrey Knowles Carter all right. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. All right. And shout <laughs> to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody Salute else. Salute to Revolt. Don't do it. What's happening, Revolt? No, don't, don't do, do it. it. Why you ain't put that in rumor report? Don't do it. The Revolt people's has choice laid mixed. off about one-third of their staff. That's All right. People. 50 people. Mm -hmm. Who we know that got clipped? Stop. I don't All right. Know. The People's Everybody Choice else. mixes up next. You know what? You're a jerk. Why? Because I'm reporting news? That's not your job. That is true. They are restructuring, <laughs> okay? They're restructuring. That's job over there. And if she didn't want to do that story, there was a reason why. Look, we're still here. But we're not <laughs> signing. <laughs> we're, 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 we're not, not signing. We're not for a vote. What's wrong with you? We we're still, still here. here. We're a partnership. Well, yeah, but there. we but we actually have people who work for Revolt that work on our show. And guess so what? without them here, if they if if, if Thanos makes them vanish, we'll still be here too. That's yes, right. We will. We're, here. <laughs> we're still here. You know what? Oh shoot! <laughs> <laughs> Thanos made one third of Revolt staff fade away from what, you know what? we heard. People's Choice makes it up. Shout out to everybody that um, works at Revolt and everybody that did unfortunately get laid off. I Absolutely. know it's a tough time, and you know, we're still our people. Revolt Infinity War. All right, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.